welcome into the Archive Sports Business Podcast. This is episode 24, and in this episode, we're going to do kind of a supplement to the previous episode that we did where we interviewed Jeff Benedict, the author of The Dynasty, which was about the New England Patriots. In this episode, we're going to do a supplement. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL teams overall. We're going to talk about the New England Patriots overall. Some When I say overall, I mean some revenue, earnings, team value, that kind of stuff. We're going to compare it to the average. We're going to compare it to the Tennessee Titans because that's where I'm from. We're going to do a little bit of that kind of stuff to get so you'll get kind of a good uh, overview of the NFL, a basic characterization of what the teams look like in terms of how much they're worth, etc. And then we'll go from there, and in future episodes, we'll compare it to Formula One. It'll be give you some context for Formula One and cycling and some of those different types of things to see where uh, you know the NFL falls in that in that case. So. Uh, here we go. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL and the overall team values. All right. So this data is from Statista, and uh, we've used them before. Uh, and basically, so the average the average value of an NFL team right now is estimated at three point zero four billion dollars. Uh, the average the revenue of all of the teams combined is fifteen point six two billion dollars. Uh, the team with the highest revenue uh, individually, and this is sort of won't be surprising to many people, is the Dallas Cowboys at 980 million revenue. So, as I mentioned before, uh, let's look at the New England Patriots. This was the uh, subject of the book The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict, and Jeff Benedict was interviewed on this podcast on the last episode, which we appreciated. And in that interview, we went through some of the stuff. There's a lot of color. And in the book, it does talk a little bit about, you know, what was paid for the franchise and, and et cetera, et cetera. So when, when Bob Kraft bought the franchise, the New England Patriots, he paid, so when Bob Kraft paid for the franchise, he paid 170 million, 170 million. And I think, uh, about 140 million, 150 million of that was debt found, um, uh, financed by Bank of Boston. Yeah. So actually 172 million in 1994. Um, and then, of course, it's had huge amounts of winning since then. Uh, so what is that worth? Now, again, a, a lot of this is is going to be driven by the overall uh, television contracts. But, of course, Bob Kraft was involved in negotiating some of those deals. So let's let's look at it, just kind of this, this sort of overall. So overall, the value of the New England Patriots is $4.4 billion. Okay, so that's uh, pretty significantly above the average of $3.04 billion. Uh, the revenue was 630 million, and uh, the operating income was 250 million. Uh, players' salaries 251 million, and ticket sales 105 million. So that's interesting. Uh, you've got 630 million in total uh, revenue, and uh, which is which is just slightly above uh, the league average. So again, there's 32 teams. The the league revenue 15.62 billion. Uh, so that's slightly above average there, or that's above average there. And then you've got uh, ticket sales at 105 million. So ticket sales are a little under one sixth of the uh, overall revenue. Uh, so again, let's let's run that against the Tennessee Titans as an example. Now, of course, the Tennessee Titans are a smaller market. They're they're the market that I'm in, so I'm that's why we're comparing them. And they're also really good this year. They're um, they're they're a good team. I don't know if they're 
I don't know if they've played yet today. This is a Sunday that we're recording. Let's see. And they're being destroyed right now by the Cleveland Browns, uh, 7 to 38 at halftime. So maybe I spoke too soon, but we're still going to use them to compare. All right, here we go. So again, this is from Statista and uh, franchise value 2.3 billion. So about 700, about 700 million below the average. Uh, franchise value. So again, um, on the low end, right? So 2.3 billion, uh, 422 million in revenue, uh, again, below the average. Operating income, 57 million, again, versus that 250 million a year from the New England Patriots. And ticket sales, 60 million. So about 40%, 40% lower in ticket sales than the New England Patriots. Uh, player salaries again still at 250 million. That's uh, most teams are going to be right around that number. Uh, that being roughly the salary cap. And again, yeah, operating income 57 million versus that 250 million on uh, the New England Patriots. But of course, you know the New England Patriots are not four or five times as valuable as the Tennessee Titans, um, being that they're both NFL teams there, and there's other factors included in the valuation and 2.3 billion for the Tennessee Titans is the estimated value. But uh, like any, any NFL franchise these days, if it were to go up for sale or be known to be for sale, there would probably be several bidders and that number may be even higher. Okay. So again, we've got those averages. We've got a smaller market team like the Tennessee Titans that's doing very well, has been doing very well the last few seasons. But again, it's a smaller market, isn't winning in the, at a Super Bowl level, smaller stadium, etc., compared to something like the New England Patriots and what they've done. Now, Bob Kraft buying it for $172 million in 1994, financed mostly by debt. Now, you know, that was fully paid off, I believe, in 2005. That's mentioned in the book, The Dynasty. So... And now you've got this operating income of $250 million going forward. And again, uh, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you know these, these franchises are not going to trade at something like 10 times operating income or 8 times operating income. Uh, many of these franchises, again, with, with the roster depreciation allowance, with the deals that they have with the cities, with being a part of the NFL and the NFL's overall ability to negotiate these TV deals. You're sort of part of all of these other cities. You're part of these TV deals that all these other cities have. Effectively, half your revenue is, is divided up league-wide revenue. These teams sell for a lot more, and people want to own them. They're very visible. A lot of times, somebody will have a huge business career. They've done amazing things, and given a lot of money to charity and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, they're 60, 70 years old. They buy an NFL team and that's all they're known for. That's all anybody knows them for. It's a very visible place to be. It's a very visible thing. And uh, to someone who wants that, you know, a billionaire or a group in a many times in the NFL, it is a billionaire um, and not a group. There's no, there's no substitute. So the numbers, the numbers get very, very large. And again, they probably would sell, uh, quite honestly, it, well, it depends, but probably something like 20, 25 times that operating income uh, would not be outrageous. And that would not be the only basis for valuing the franchise. But um, many of them do sell 
more around that type of a number. Uh, as I mentioned with the, with the Tennessee Titans being valued at 2.3 billion, 57 million operating income, uh, most likely if they were to go up for sale, uh, the, and there were a couple bidders, which would be again likely, especially in a city that's growing like Nashville, they would probably exceed that 2.3 billion, even with that give or take 60 million of operating income. Now, and again, lots of factors, roster depreciation allowance, many, many other things that go into that and, and that make that operating income number much more attractive uh, and make owning ownership of the franchise a lot more attractive. Okay, so now we've compared, again, the Tennessee Titans. We've compared New England Patriots. New England Patriots are, in recent history, the most winning franchise. So they've, they've gone from you know, something that was purchased 172 million all the way up to this 4 billion. They would probably sell for 5 billion, quite honestly, if they were to sell. We, we heard, you know, rumors, of course, that a couple of years ago, uh, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts turned down $4 billion for the team. This is, uh, pretty telling. And again, like I said, if any franchise were to go up for sale, it would probably, uh, unless it was a very small market, set records. Okay, so let's compare that to the Dallas Cowboys, which we know has the most revenue, is always considered the most valuable. Let's see what that what that's worth and what that does uh, for the league. Actually, real quick, we mentioned the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. We mentioned that four billion dollars was turned down for the Indianapolis Colts, according to Statista. They have a sixty six million dollar operating income. And they're valued at $2.85 billion. So, of course, something valued at $2.85 billion. Somebody gives you four, you'd consider it. This was flat turned down early in the talks, is what we've heard. So, there you go. Now, let's, let's look at the Dallas Cowboys. All right, big old Dallas Cowboys. Again, let me just quickly reiterate the averages. Okay, so again, average franchise value, $3.04 billion. And again, that's according to Statista. But again, we know it's probably much higher than that. There's a limited number. And again, as we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, the number of teams is controlled by the current group of teams. And if a new team were to come in, it would be evaluated that it's at the benefit for league-wide revenue. It's at, it's, at, it's at a benefit for shared revenue. So it's going to let everybody else's franchise go up or they wouldn't let them in. And then even in that case, when they view it as a positive, there's usually a franchise fee paid. It's paid to these other teams. So you're very protected in that sense. And that's one of the reasons that that these franchise values go up so much is basically the number of teams is controlled by the current teams. So your, your real competition is people turning away from the product in general, turning away from football or a rival league, obviously. Uh, okay, so again, three point oh four billion, but probably higher in you know when they sell, if they were to sell. Uh, total revenue fifteen point two six billion, and team with the highest revenue, Dallas Cowboys at nine hundred eighty million. So now let's look at these again. These are just high level financials. This is just for entertainment to get to, you know, to have a feeling and an understanding and a basis for looking at NFL teams, values, earnings, etc. And to have a basis to look at other things like Formula One teams and their earnings and, you know, cycling teams and their earnings, et cetera, which is, you know, much less. All right. So Dallas Cowboys franchise value, they estimated $5.7 billion. 
that's probably, you know, Statista. That's probably what they have it plugged in is Forbes. Uh, if it were to sell, you know, now that's getting up there. 5.7 billion is really is getting up there. If that were to sell, uh, most likely it would break six and it would kind of be a name your price. And it, it might have to be a, a group that comes in or, you know, who knows, but uh, 5.7 billion is what it's valued at. The revenue, again, as we said, this is from 2019, the revenue 980 million and operating income 425 million. So the Dallas Cowboys, who are kind of known as this perpetual eight and eight team, have 425 million in operating income, whereas the New England Patriots, who have been totally dominant, have a $250 million operating income. Now, Again, that's good. The two hundred fifty million is good, and with the roster depreciation allowance and some some various things like that, uh, it's it's a bit uh, it could be a bit better than that. Um, but that's what they've got it listed at. And then, interestingly enough, Dallas Cowboys ticket sales ninety six million. Remember, versus that hundred and five million from the New England Patriots. That's pretty interesting. So the New England Patriots, even though they don't have Jerry World, they outsell the Dallas Cowboys in terms of ticket sales. And then Dallas Cowboys player salaries are actually at 231 million again in that 2019 compared to the Titans that were at 250 and compared to again, the New England Patriots that were at 250. Now these numbers again are according to Statista and they're from 2019. So people that are really into the salary cap, it may, it's not something that I would treat as 100% accurate at this moment or at any given moment. Of course, this salary cap management is a whole nother animal where the team is on the salary cap varies really week to week, month to month. So uh, I wouldn't go totally in on that, but as far as big contracts and salaries, et cetera, you get an idea of where these teams are. Are they up against the salary cap? Are they not just in general over that 2019 season? So again, that was just a supplement to the previous episode that we did where we interviewed Jeff Benedict, who wrote the book, The Dynasty. It's a great book. It talks about the New England Patriots, which really were so probably the most dominant sports franchise really in the last century uh, in major professional sports. But again, even with that, and they did a great job and they've built the stadium and they've made some changes and Bob Kraft has run that to be you know a franchise that was probably you know, without the winning would be valued at two, three billion to now with the winning valued at four billion. He did a lot for the league in terms of negotiating these TV deals to get to get revenue for all of these owners. Uh, but it is interesting that something like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, being in that big market, are still worth more, produce more, even without the types of ticket sales and certainly without the type of winning that the New England Patriots have achieved. So it's, again, this is entertainment purposes, broad stroke type of episode. There's not a lot of detail here, but it is interesting and it's intuitive and people know this, you know, they know Manchester United, even if, you know, Man City wins a couple championships in a row, Man United is still worth more and, you know, for a number of reasons. And the main one being it's the stronger brand. I mean, that's kind of the overarching idea. Uh, and that that stronger brand is able to be monetized more, their arrival to more, you know, different teams. And again, we've we've got an episode on rivalry you can go back and listen to with Dr. Cody Havard, where we talk about that in more detail. And that 
again, is a proxy for brands in college, and it's a proxy a proxy for brand value in college. And again, that's a proxy for brand value here. You know, how many teams view you as rivals, et cetera. So there, there are a lot of factors, but it's interesting that, you know, you've got this team that wins a lot. You've got a team like the Titans who are winning a lot, but in a small market. And, you know, the Titans are, I mean, like I said, they're getting destroyed by the Browns right now. I don't know, you know, this is going to release probably Sunday evening, but they have been very successful, the Tennessee Titans. But the Nashville, even as it's growing, it's still a small market. And their earnings, their revenue, their franchise value is just totally dwarfed in comparison to the Dallas Cowboys, even though the Dallas Cowboys don't don't win as much. Again, this is intuitive, but I just wanted to put some numbers to it so people could understand, again, kind of the average franchise value. And I, I, I mentioned it several times in the episode, the average franchise value being at $3 billion is probably a little bit low. But again, it gives you, it, as far as comparison goes, it's fine. So you can see sort of where the comparison of the Tennessee Titans value, where the comparison of the New England Patriots value, and where the comparison of the Dallas Cowboys value is, of course, in relation to each other. And then we know the revenues. That's pretty easy to find. And then we know operating income can be massaged a bit, and is, but it's probably massaged similarly for, for a lot of these teams. So anyway, uh, again, just a quick supplement to the previous episode, which I, I'll put below in the comments. Uh, you can see the, the previous episode where we interviewed Jeff Benedict, the author of The Dynasty. But just a little context on the NFL. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Again, uh, if you can, like, subscribe, etc. Like our and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Art Gibbs Sports Business Podcast. Again, we've also got that Art Gibbs Finance channel with more technical finance stuff on it. And then, of course, the podcast is Art Gibbs Sports Business Podcast, and you can get that on Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. So again, if you can just like and subscribe, that would be fantastic. Early stages helps a lot. Again, thank you for your time. 